I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of purepleasureshop.com. And I'm April, sex toy maven, VP of Hot Octopus, and I've dedicated my life to the business of sex. We're two people with a passion for educating and inspiring shame-free conversations about sex and relationships. Welcome Welcome to to the the Shameless Sex Revolution. Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hola, everybody. Hola, from Costa Rica again, because we're still here. Amy's last day. I'm going home today. But high five to a successful retreat. Oh my God, the retreat is awesome. Every woman, it was a woman's only retreat. Every every person there was amazing and really had a lot of good takeaways. I think everyone left with new best friends and feeling sexy as fuck. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, that was, was, pretty, that was I awesome. mean, the pictures are unreal. Yeah, yeah. If you are not following us on Instagram, please do, Shameless Sex Podcast. And we have some photos of some of the people at our retreat and uh, we'll talk more about this later, but we will be doing upcoming retreats in other places such as Tulum. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, April? Well, today, congratulations, we wrote a book. We wrote a book. I think you were there, it was two years in, yeah. the, in the making. It's November 14th. And our book is available. It's shipping to any of those of you who pre-ordered. To those of you who couldn't find the time, now's your time. Just go and get it anywhere books are sold. And we're doing a special event in San Francisco. So Bay Area babes Mm -hmm. or friends that you know in the Bay Area. Send your friends or you just come. But we are celebrating this. So this podcast is airing on November 14th, which is the actual book launch day. So yay for us. We did it. Woohoo! And the day after Wednesday, November 15th, we are doing Shameless Sex Topless and Tapas book reading event. That's right. I said topless and tapas. I know you're coming just for the tapas from 6 to 8 p.m. It's also hump day, by the way. I know. That's why we picked it. And we're doing this event at Monarch in San Francisco. And tickets are $45, which you get a cocktail for that we're making signature a, a sexy shameless sex cocktail you get some tapas and you get to listen to us read our book topless uh-huh, not uh-huh. you know we're gonna do excerpts from the book that are interesting yeah. 45 bucks usually if you want to buy a drink it's 20 dollars anyway San Francisco? And, oh, you yeah. get, and you get food too and you get into their speakeasy afterward mm-hmm. so come visit us the link is in the episode's description also at shamelesssex.com we have limited tickets go buy them meow and we hope to see you and come celebrate this is a really special day uh, this book that we put like April said two years into uh, we are really really proud of this and this book is something that we would have wanted when we were 18 28 38 and in our 40s and up it's for people of all ages and all about sex and relationships and it offers a lot of wonderful things including formulas and support and ideas and concepts and practices that are not even on this podcast. Everyone that went to our retreat got one and uh-huh. they were reading it there and people were giving us such great feedback. Yeah. So we're stoked on that. Mm-hmm. So go and buy it meow. All right. <sighs> are y'all ready for a sex for question? Are y'all ready for blues? Sex question time. All right. I'm a straight cis woman, also single and stoked, and I've been having a blast using various dating apps for the past few months. Thank you for the field recommendation, field F-E-E-L-D. And one thing I've noticed is my straightness has gone to not completely straight. 
Is this normal? Are a lot of people having a similar experience? It's not an issue, but I'm feeling a little confused and surprised by it. I noticed that my straightness has gone not completely straight. I yeah. love that. It's gone slightly askew. Yeah, it's got a little bend in Just it. Just a slight curve. A kink, perhaps? A kink. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> that was good. So, um, oh, so I'm going to read a stat to y'all first. This is actually from Field. So Field is an awesome, if you don't know about it, it's an awesome dating app that embraces sexual Sexuality. Uh, so a lot of other dating apps is like, oh, I'm into long walks on the beach and um, I like tall dudes. I'm a programmer. Yeah, I'm a di- digital nomad. <laughs> and Field is all about embracing your sexuality, meaning that you can actually say I'm into Tantra, I'm into kink, I'm into dominance and submission, or I'm into cuddling. And we love it. And I personally used it and had some great success. Did you use it recently when you were in Portugal? I did. No, that yeah. wasn't Field. Oh, I was using okay. the, yeah, that, that was not field on that one. And, and actually, you love that wasn't apps. my best. That was not my best date. Oh. So f- through field, one of my, uh, who I like to call a pussy worshiper, because I like, yeah. that's my thing. I should put that on field. I'm into pussy worshipers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just so happen to find them often because that's my jam. And um, I met a very nice pussy worshiper on field and had a couple of wonderful dates and sexual experiences. So you say that in your field profile. No, I should. I don't say that. I say I'm into dominance. I mean, like me being and dominated and ch- talking about therapy. <laughs> uh, but I like that they are all about speaking to your sexual desires instead of like, let's, let's like talk about it later. Like why not screen that shit before? It's brilliant. So folks, some of the folks at the retreat have used field and love it too. Yeah, totally. And I was, they we won't say their it. names. Yes. yes. Yes, of course not. Um, so, so here's a stat from field though. One, 181 thousand people damn it's a big number changed their sexuality within their first year on field meaning what they categorize themselves when they so they're like their profile if they were like i'm straight and all of a sudden i'm hetero flexible i'm bisexual oh. i'm queer um so to this person's question yes very normal and, and, and this is this so i think what's happening in field is that field is giving you the permission to learn more about yourself which is fucking awesome uh, and then embrace that and live that so and so the people changing their sex, their sexuality, meaning like how they identify are probably like, no, this is more me. And I finally had this opportunity to embrace that and discover that because of field. And orientation is so fluid. Yeah. It doesn't totally. always have to be written in blood and yeah, ink totally. or stamped on you. It's, it's fluid. Yeah. So that's yeah. awesome. That makes sense. Yeah. And so yeah, that gives them the permission and the foundation yeah. to feel safe and, and comfortable for being like, you know what? I'm not yeah. straight. I am, I am leaning whichever direction I want to. So for this person, you are completely normal because uh, yeah. 181,000 other people, <laughs> which is a lot of people, change their sexuality as well. They're like, oh, I thought I was this and now I'm I'm this. I'm into these, these people that I didn't know I was into. Uh, and that is totally normal and fucking awesome. And so are, are a lot of other people having a similar experience? Obviously, 181,000 plus. That also means there's a lot of people on field. And a lot of and people probably aren't reporting. That could kind of yeah. open up your status of what you're into. Yeah. Could, Triple, double, quadruple Ooh. the uh, the ability to meet yeah people to hang out yeah with. hang out hook up all of it so you keep cuddle. doing you yeah cuddle I'm I'm into cuddles I want to cuddle and hand holding um and if that's you field is great for you too <laughs> I love those two monogamy, things monogamy monogamy great for both of you mm. uh, all of you so yeah go check out field if you have not checked out field and for this person keep up the good work I I love hearing single and stoked. 
I love that. I'm That's like, how yes. they signed off. I didn't see that. No, well, they didn't sign off. They just said also single and stoned. Oh, single and stoned. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cute. Okay. All right. That's our answer to your sex question. Good luck to you. Maybe you can find a pussy or cock worshiper if that's what you're into. And fuck yeah to you and field. All right. Are you ready for a bio? Yeah. Okay. Eric Everhard is an author, men's coach, and former adult film star who specializes in teaching men to recognize and master the primary cues responsible for making 85% of women reach the holy grail of sexual interactions. Orgasm. Holding a master's level certification in neuro-linguistic programming and having more than 5,000 It's impressive. Real world sexual interactions with women allows him a unique perspective, which enables his clients to overcome their limiting beliefs and performance issues and become masters in the bedroom. To learn more, go to everhardacademy.com. All right, everyone, it is interview time, and we are here with repeat guest Eric Everhart. Eric, you've been, have you been on our show twice or just once? I feel like it was two times. Twice. So this okay. is the trilogy. Ooh, trilogy! The Lucky trilogy of three. Eric Everhart. Wow. I know. I know. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love that. Uh, and yeah, um, I loved your well. The one, the past episode I'm remembering is anal sex, which is awesome. we love all things anal. And I, I, we did a follow up because you were talking about anal sex from a topping um, perspective, the topper. Uh, and then we did a follow up as um, anal sex, a perspective of anal sex from a bottom, from our own asses. So if you haven't listened to Eric Everhard on our show, you can go to our website and look up Eric Everhard. But this podcast episode is going to be just as lovely and a different focus on men's sexual mastery from an adult film star turned coach coach's perspective. And Eric has many years of expertise, as you heard in the bio. Eric, even though you've been in our show before, can you please tell us and our listeners how you got to where you are today in the field of sexuality? In the field of sexuality? Well, I will make it uh, brief so we don't go through the whole the whole backstory. But I started in the uh, adult film uh, business when I was 21 years old, and then went from there to being a performer, director, producer, and then later on changing my life as I discovered this wonderful thing called NLP, went down the rabbit hole of getting my NLP certification, not far from you, actually. I was up in Marin County. And then after that, uh, diving into shamanic plant medicines, working with ayahuasca. And then out of all that came the idea to write a book after a uh, significant other uh, decided, or she said, that, um, look, you're doing something really special here in the bedroom. You should write a book about this. And so the book led to me working with men of all ages. And that led to now my online academy and second book coming out soon, too. So we've got a lot of things going on in the world. But that's, I mean, you know, to make it short and sweet, all my knowledge, you know, I'm, I'm, to be honest, I don't have a PhD. I don't have any certifications. My certifications are 10,000 hours spent on my back. So that's where I come from. So everything that I teach men is practical, actionable, and tactical from a real world perspective as one of the top performers in the world. Is so on that's your back, where we're at. On your back and on your knees? Oh. Back, <laughs> knees, countertop, stairs, <laughs> engine block. Don't Ooh. recommend that one. Yeah. <laughs> People have asked, where have you had sex? And I, I said, probably one of the worst ones was on an engine. 
actual Ooh. engine block just in the middle of a garage. But that's was, it, was it was it running? Was the, <laughs> that sounds Thankfully, it was not running. But oh, okay. I don't know if you've ever sat on an engine from like a big truck. Nope. They're not that comfortable. There's pieces of metal sticking in you everywhere. And it's Oof. like, eh, I can do Nothing. without that. I'm good. Wow, Thanks. that sounds like a work hazard, but... <laughs> Way to go. I want to check that out. Uh, congrats on your writing your second book. Is it is it done or close? Yeah, to? the second book is done. Nice. Yeah, that'll be coming out in the next couple of months. Uh, that's called uh, The Tao of Eating Pussy, A Porn Star's Guide to Clitoral Mastery. So, oh my God, we're having you back wow. on the show for, to talk about that when that nice. book is out. Yeah, that's like awesome. I mean, that has to be a long book because the clitoris is... <laughs> complicated yes, person, yes. Person, person. we went deep, we uh-huh. went deep. I, mean, at, I mean again it's written from my perspective on what has worked and what I can translate to men so that they can be effective you know eating pussy and so that they can get their significant others off mm-hmm. so everything that I teach is from that perspective that's a good perspective you have so much experience 10,000 plus hours on your back well, yeah, yeah. That's a lot. Um, I'm excited to talk about this uh, sexual mastery from your perspective because of all of your experience. And mm-hmm. yeah, every time you're on the show, I've had I've talked to folks out there just like when I'm out in in you know in the civilian li- life, and people have referenced your anal show before anal so, show. the anal <laughs> show. So you you definitely stick in people's brains. Okay. <laughs> Uh, which you st- you've stuck in my brain too, okay? Especially since it's ever hard. I love that. <laughs> Eric, ever hard. I love it. Mm-hmm. So what did working as an adult film star teach you about sexual mastery? I, I can't imagine that it's a short answer here. Um, and were you a sexual master before you started working as an adult film star? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I mean, it was uh, it was a real trial by fire. I will say that for sure. I mean... The only thing, and I've talked about this at length with a lot of my clients, because I've I've come to this realization that the most important thing, especially as a guy, that you need to have is belief. You need to have belief. Like that's number one, especially from a real mental component. And when I think back to my first scene, the very first scene that I did, I had no idea I was going to do it. I showed up that day, knocked on the door, and they said, hey you fuck this girl for us right now. And I was just like, oh, yep. I mean, I was terrified, right? Like I was not expecting. They said, well, come and we'll we'll take some Polaroids of you. So I'm thrown into my first scene and I had no problems. You know, I got it up. I did everything and I didn't think it was a big deal. And what I realized, the the key thing that I had at that time was I had irrational belief. I had a rational belief in my penis because it wasn't on my map. Like I'd been jerking off at that point for probably 10 years at least, right? Do you know what my track record was? Nope. Thousand percent. Never failed. Never (laughs) failed jerking off by myself at home, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Never failed. So it actually wasn't on my map of belief that you could. Like Failure, what's that, right? We just, every time I touch it, it gets hard. So, So there was this rational self-belief when I got into that first scene. So when we talk about, you know, was I a master? Not at all, but I had that base level of belief. Mm. I had that base level, irrational self-belief. And from there, now it was layered upon by, okay, what am I actually feeling here? Like what's actually going on in, in these sexual interactions, right? And over time you start to realize, okay, well, 
there's this bigger picture of what's going on with sex, with women, that as you start going down the rabbit hole, you can really start to see, you know, it's almost like seeing the matrix in the movie, right? You remember at the end of the movie, Neo sees everything is zero and ones. And I feel like that's sort of where, where it's come to now for me in a sense, right? Like you can go in there and you say, okay, well, we've got this kind of clitoris. We're going to be needing probably this sort of cadence. We're going to feel for it. Okay. What's getting it hard? What's not? How much speed do we need? How much pressure? You know, once we lock in on that, are we feeling the clitoral engagement? Yes. No. If yes, now we're continuing to do what we're doing and we're maintaining exactly the principles of a vibrator because that's what you need to do. And I, I talk at this ad nauseum with men, you know, where I talk about the three principles of vibrators and what we can learn from them as men. So all these things ended up helping me go down this road to become a quote unquote master. Because I, when I think about like, what is mastery, right? Well, at its base level, it is control of your mind and control of your body, right? Those two things intertwined because we need to be able to control our minds so that we can keep out the negative noise so that we can stay focused so that we can stay on the task at hand so that we can stay feeling what's working and what's not and then well we need to control our bodies because well we need to get hard right like that's number one sex is not happening at least penetrative sex is not happening if we can't get hard so that's out the window right there and then well we need to have conscious choice in terms of how long we're lasting because once you have conscious choice well now if we're going to have that quickie in the bathroom or quickie in the closet or you know kids are coming up the stairs oh we better figure figure this out well you want to be able to have produce a cum shot really fast but if your significant other wants you know 30 40 minutes the bathtub the 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 foot rubs the whole big escapade of sexuality well, you got to be able to hold on, right? You can't just let it go in two minutes and, oh, sorry, babe, that didn't work out. So to bring it back to the whole point, like when did I think I became this master? It was just a process of going in the trenches, figuring out in real time what was working, what I was feeling for, and then also figuring out what wasn't working. Like when I had a scene that didn't go according to plan, you sit back and you deconstruct. Well, okay, what, where did my mindset go? What was it? Was it the apparatus? Was it what I ate? Was it the lube? Was it, was it, was it? Like, and you can actually start deconstructing this and say, okay, well, now I've got a pretty good idea about where I went wrong. And then it's just like anything, like after you put in so many hours, there's this confidence in your ability to handle whatever would be thrown at you. And so that's really, I think, at the base level, what is mastery? It's like you're going into your sexual interaction with your woman and it doesn't matter what happens. You can deal with it. And I think really that's the that's the the baseline we all want to get to. So should I watch porn to become a sexual master? Can I learn from porn to become a sexual master? Well, yes and no. So there's 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 two sides of the coin to that, because the problem with porno and I've talked about this quite a bit, but. Porn has a lot of limitations, mainly that everything that's happening in porno that you're watching is purely a visual medium for entertainment purposes, right? Like it's, it's all for entertainment. So we will be doing positions and it's weird because 
there's what happens on the set and then there's what people get to witness after and they're very different right so i've been there in situations where we'll be asked to do some crazy position that me and the girl are looking at each other like oh god are you ready yeah i'm ready oh this is gonna suck oh yeah i know oh god okay ready and action Wee! okay mm -hmm. off we go right but we know it sucks and the problem is the end consumer doesn't so the end consumer is going to go out there and be like, oh, my God, I saw something amazing happen in this porno. Let's go do it, sweetheart. And it's like, no, you don't want to do that. Like, we don't want to do that. So there's a lot of limitations with viewing porn because how the positions will be done won't be effective for maximizing clitoral contact. They're there for maximizing camera angles. And that's really one of the big differences is everything is all about the camera. Everything is for the camera and for that that massive visual impact. So that's definitely where where porn is not a good educational medium. But for a lot of guys, it's all they got. So that's the problem. Time for a quick break so we can tell you about our carefully chosen sponsors. Please stay tuned and buy their products because we only tell you about what we love and what we truly believe in. And it helps keep this podcast free to you. Yeah, that is a problem. I have a question outside of something because I, I've never asked this. So from a dude's perspective, if you have to do multiple takes because something isn't right with the angle or with the what's happening performatively, does that affect kind of if you, if you, obviously you, you you probably can't come or do you have to be in practice of learning how to uh, have a less in your refractory period or does well, it have to be so, one take does it just have to be one take and you have no choice in terms of what specifically so then? like you're the money shot mm -hmm. right the like they want to get the mm -hmm. money shot and you're like oh my god okay but then you you orgasmed and then like we didn't get the money shot do you have to just do another take or is it like oh does that happen i don't oh, even know okay well let's segue into a story would everyone okay. like story i love time? a story i love story, story, time. story time story time okay so because this this is very very true and and i use it to help illustrate more so the power of the mind because as as a guy that will be your strongest ally in the bedroom is is your ability to to control your mind because it's almost similar to something that David Goggins talks about where he says, you know, people give up at 40%, right? So your mind can take you so much further. And, and I'm a big proponent that you can, you can will yourself to get hard. You can will yourself to do some amazing things if you can stay clear of mind and stay focused. And we had this happen one time. This was, I was in Dominican Republic and I was there for a production and we were shooting on this beach in the middle of nowhere. So we've gone far and wide to find this, this beach that the locals said, they said, oh yeah, there's going to be shade there. We get there. There's no shade, mm -hmm. right? So that's first off. So we have to go into the trees a little bit and we do the scene there. So I lay down and there are these little circular barbs that have fallen off of all the trees. Oh, no. Well, you can't have the girl laying in that. So who takes one for the team? I'm like, okay. So I lay down. All these little barbs are stuck in my back. We do the scene, right? End of the scene, right before the come shot, Mike is like pulling these out of my back, right? It's like, okay, great. And we go because from an aesthetic standpoint, they thought, okay, well, let's do the come shot. You know, girl's going to have her kind of knees in the water. This is beautiful Caribbean. Like, it's beautiful, like gorgeous. Like, let's use the location. 
So we go there. Time for the cum shot. And it's very bright out. So he sets his exposure and he 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 tells the girl, he says, just don't move. Right. So we go for the cum shot. Uh uh uh. And she moves. So of course, everything gets blown out. We see nothing. It goes white. And he's like, ah. So he looks at me. He goes, Everhard, can you do another one? I was like, okay. So waiting there. About five minutes goes by, right? And like, you ready? Ready. Okay. And boom, number two, right? And then he gets this sudden look on his face and you can just see he goes red like tomato ketchup and he grabs his hat and he throws it on the ground and he starts stomping up and down and i remember he just yells fuck i was on pause oh no because what happened is he didn't turn the camera off when after the first come shot was messed up so the camera was still running so of course when he went to go turn it on he actually turned it off right and so that's two now. And I just remember looking at him and I was just, I, I just sat quiet to myself and I just said, Mike, don't worry, get me my lube. And he was just all <laughs> flushed. He went, grabbed the, grabbed the lube in there. And it was, I think it was another five or seven minutes or something. And then I did the third one and we caught that. So that was the only one. I mean, it was like, it was not copious if that's what we're talking about, but it was there. <laughs> Do you um, need? Do you need to like nap for three days after that? That's what I'm wondering. That's impressive. He has an IV of some like B vitamins and other things. He has a bloody back from the barbs, and you're like, okay, yeah. let's do this round three. Yeah, yeah but but it, but it was all complete focus. That was all focus. There was no like, you know, wow, I'm super horny or something like that. Yeah, it's just okay. This is what has to happen. What do I have to do? Where does because. You know, especially for guys, there's so many different layers where we can focus when we're looking at sensations, right? And the more that you can focus on your sensations, you know, and this is what I talk about when I talk about two separate erectile pathways, you know, we've got the psychological erection and then we've got the physical erection. And if we're going to improve or really tap into that physical erection, it's all based on, on zeroing in on sensation. And when we're going for a cum shot as well, it's all about how can we zero in on those sensations and amplify them in our body? And that's what we need to do. And so, you know, it's, um, it has happened where those have been missed because really it's, you're, you're documenting a sporting athletic event. You know, it's like when, when Tom Brady throws that touchdown pass it's not like they suddenly cut the camera and say, hey, Tom, can you do, do that again? <laughs> right. like, we didn't catch the angle. Done. Yeah. You, you didn't have the camera on. Well, it's it's, it's done. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, thank you for solving that mystery, yeah. Scooby-Doo, because I've Scooby-Doo. wondered that during porn because I was like with a lot of clitoris owners out there, you could do scene after scene, right? Even because you can kind of act like you're having an orgasm even if you don't. But if you're looking for a money shot mm-hmm. and you're a penis performing, like I can't imagine having to orgasm on command for multiple takes and a lot of what you ejaculate a lot of what you just said eric too the part of like the focus and we'll get more into all that i was just uh, Mm -hmm. envisioning how much that also just applies to vulva owning folks like my orgasms and if i'm or or my pleasure or my body getting aroused all those pieces if i'm not focusing on those aspects of myself and i'm somewhere else uh, or i have other thoughts of, of doubt or something like that then um they're you know they're fleeting or i might not be able to meet them so 
Um, so I, I can see pieces that you're talking about that already. I'm like, oh, that applies to all bodies. Okay, so I have a question for you, though. And this is from something that you said. This is Eric Everhard quote. Let me see if I can say it right. The path to mastery is as much strategy as it is skill. Do you know when or how to call an audible? What does this mean? Okay, so this is something, again, I, I love my good old sports analogies, right? So when I'm helping guys, especially when I'm teaching them how to last as long as they consciously want to, I'm giving them tool sets, right? So I've got a whole bunch of tools and that's what I'm teaching the guys. But the thing is, you have to know when to call an audible. And so like if we think about, because I've dealt with with a lot of clients, they are there in the sexual interaction, right? And the urge to ejaculate hits them. And then suddenly they freeze and they're like, oh, fuck, right? It's like it went from a seven to a like, now it's like a 9.5, 9.7 on the sensation scale, right? And I say, well, look, let's go back to sports, right? Let's let's picture Tom Brady. We all know and love Tom Brady. He's got, you know, he's the goat. Mm -hmm. So Tom's there, goes up to the line of scrimmage, you know, suddenly he looks at the defensive formation and he's like, shit, they're going to sack me. Does Tom sit there and just like shit his pants and be like, oh, God, I don't know what to do. No, no. Tom calls an audible. He's like, no, no, we're going to run a different play now. And that's the same thing that guys have to be doing. It's like, OK, we're there. Sensations are maximized. Well, of all our tools, where do we need to go with things? Is it we got to go into changing our neurological pathways? Is it we got to go change position? Is it the apparatus? Do we need to change the apparatus? Do we need to go employ depth? Like we've got all these different things, but in the moment we got to say, okay, well, what we're doing right now isn't working, but we have all these other plays that we can run that do work or have the chance of working. And so part of that mastery piece is, is understanding, okay, I understand where I'm at. What play do I need to run? What tool do I need to employ to help get me to the next level, to help continue playing the game? Because we're having this amazing sexual interaction. I don't want it to end. Well, let's call an audible. Let's see what is in my repertoire of things that I can call on right now to make that happen. And for a lot of guys, they don't realize that they have all these tools. Like I'm, I'll throw my hat in the ring on this one. This is the hill I will die on. There is always a position or something that you can do to gain extra minutes in the bedroom. You just don't know what it is, but it is always available to you. So when you know, okay, I've got all these different tools, then it's almost like going through progressions in a sense. Like it's like, okay, I feel the sensations I'm feeling. What do I need to do? What needs to shift? And and there's so much nuance to it that you have no idea, right? Like this was something I was experimenting with um, just a couple of weeks ago where I was having sex and I'm feeling the urge to ejaculate. And I'm like, well, what if I just shift just the depth of the stroke? That was it. Gone. Easy. Keep going forever, right? And it's like, well... You have no idea how many little shifts like that can take place throughout the sexual interaction if you're aware of them. And if you're aware of them, you can employ them. If you can employ them, you can last as long as you want, right? But it, it just is that real conscious awareness that, hey, 
I always have the ability to call an audible and that is going to make some kind of difference in my performance. Tom Brady would be proud <laughs> the uh, of the, uh, the goat. Um, so let's go back to this video game analogy because I, I love this. Um, I'm not a gamer, but I just love it. So is being a sexual master like mastering a video game? Uh, is it different levels to conquer your think of Mario and Luigi defeating Bowser? And I don't know if that's the case. What's the highest leverage move a man can master in the bedroom? Well, so I don't know that I that I would see it as a video game per se. I think it's it's just part of the progression of life almost, right? Like it's like if you're there and you're consciously aware of what your body needs, how your body's working, how her body's working, what you can feel, you're going to start ascending those levels of quote unquote mastery, right? But if we're going to take it down to, you know, what's the highest leverage move a man can make in the bedroom? He needs to learn how to eat pussy by far. Like if we're talking highest bang for your buck maneuver that you could have, it would be being effective at eating pussy mm -hmm. because of so many things that it does for you, right? On all levels, in terms of relationship dynamic, in terms of creating an environment where your woman desires you nonstop, in terms of your performance, because we can use pussy eating for a whole host of other things. We can use it to be able to get hard. We can use it to last longer. So we can actually use it as a sleight of hand maneuver that is indirectly benefiting you and directly benefiting us in terms of our level of performance. So there's so many things that we can do with pussy eating that goes beyond just the fact that we want to be able to give our partner an amazing orgasm. But it, it goes way beyond that in terms of functionally what it can do within the relationship. So when I talk to guys, I say, you know what, if you master that one skill, like you have no idea how much your sex life is going to change mm -hmm. on every level. So Bowser is the pussy. <laughs> yeah. And you master that. Yeah. It's enlightenment after that. Well, well yeah. I, I, I thought it was the princess. My pussy is named Bowser. Uh, <laughs> well, you want to conquer Bowser? Time for a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors who just so happens to be our absolute favorite lube, UberLube. UberLube is a luxurious silicone lubricant and it enhances intimacy. It's there when you want it and it blends in when you're done with it. So you have control over that lube. It's long lasting and leaves the skin extra velvety. And honestly, y'all, I want it all over my body. Thousands of doctors in the U.S. are recommending UberLube to their patients. It's body-friendly, less likely to change the pH, and it has vitamin E, so it feels extra moisturizing. There's a reason why we've been a fan of UberLube for years. There's no flavor or scent. It's even great for oral sex, everyone. But it's not just great for sex. You can use it for massage, your hair. You can prevent chafing. It even brings out the colors of your beautiful tattoos. And the bottle is absolutely gorgeous. It looks more like a cosmetic, so you can leave it anywhere shamelessly for easy access. Just go to uberlube.com and use the discount code SHAMELESS10 to get 10% off and free shipping. Again, that's U-B-E-R-L-U-B-E.com right now with code SHAMELESS10 for 10% off and free shipping. 
This podcast is also brought to you by OMGS.com. Join over 1 million people who are experiencing more pleasure with OMGS. They take scientific research of thousands of vulva owners showing techniques to pleasure that pussy. They turn this research into tasteful, educational short videos, animated modules, and infographics. OMGS is for anyone who wants to learn about vulva pleasure or take it to the next level. Want to take your orgasms from good to out of this world? Then check out OMGS. Or if you're a vulva lover and want to up your pussy pleasuring skills, then you need to check out OMGS. I've personally been recommending OMGS to my clients for years, and it's completely changed their lives. They have three seasons, external pleasure, internal pleasure, and sex toys. It's not a subscription service, and you don't need to download a thing. OMGS also makes a fabulous gift, and your purchase supports more pleasure research. So just go to omgs.com shameless to get 10% off right now. Again, that's omgs.com shameless to receive 10% off unlimited access towards enhancing your pleasure power. The link is in the episode's description. Oh, I like what you said. I mean, there's so many things there and um, you have a whole book on that coming and we'll have an episode on that. And one thing that landed for me, it was, um, you know, if someone goes, if I'm hooking up with someone and they don't go down on me, I don't feel as safe. I don't feel as connected or as if they um, are as down with all the aspects of my body because they're not getting like deep in there with you. Cause there's like, so I don't have pussy shame, but a lot of people do. And so there's something about that. I'm like, okay, if you can put your face in my pussy, get all my smells and my taste. And, and you don't just spend like 30 seconds there. You're actually like, in there and, and and know what you're doing or at least are are paying attention to me and what I'm in, in enjoying that really shifts how I show up in sex which brings me to another question on uh, kind of shifting um the the space the moods uh so you also say a master creates how does getting creative with different archetypes lead to different moods in the bedroom and how does this affect or inspire how the vulva owner shows up in the bedroom? Was that your Eric Everhard voice? Was it? A master creates. I don't know. I, like that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking, I, I, I like that. I think that we have an Eric Everhard voice now. Yeah. There we go. I'm trying to get um, an inner Eric Everhard on. Yes. Okay. So in terms of creation, I always say that really, and this is this is something that that I firmly believe. Like I tell guys, you you have to understand in terms of bedroom leadership, a good way to look at it is okay. If we looked at the woman as as this beautiful canvas, and you're a painter, well, what are you intending to create? Like, how do you want to paint this sexual interaction, right? And so I look at it through kind of four different possible archetypes because a lot of times people get stuck, you know, and I think this is where a lot of dead bedrooms happen at times, right? We get in this routine and we get very stuck. And for some people, they feel unable to stretch their boundaries and kind of get out of it. And I think people fundamentally will have one or two archetypes that they dance between. But if you look and you say, okay, well, if there's four, and I mean, there's probably a lot more, but I think of it as these top four, if I have the ability to at least at some point shift between these a little bit, well, now I've just opened up the whole world to my lover, right? And not only am I opening up a world, but I'm also giving other experiences where if they're feeling bored and they were thinking, well, you know, maybe I'll go, you know, hook up with somebody else because I want some sort of different excitement. If you can bring that well, now you're bringing, it's like your four lovers in one, 
so the ones that I like to think about is the number one is is the the tender lover. So it's like that guy that he's approaching his woman almost like she's a little china doll in a sense. Like it's it's very tender, sort of passionate lovemaking, but it but tender is the core element of it, right? It's like we're being super soft, we're being very sensual, and we're being slow and we're being delicate, right? Then I look at another archetype where we can step into somebody who's like that passionate seducer. So from that archetype, well, you know, we're we're just ripping each other's clothes off. There's that element of, oh my God, I have to have you right now. It, it almost has that high school kind of quality to it. If we think back to when we were in high school and we were with somebody and we're like, oh, you're the best. Oh, you're the best. Ah, let's rip our clothes off right now, right? But it's got that feeling to it. Then we have another archetype that we can sort of step into, which I like to term as dominant power fucker, where it's you as a man channeling your animalistic aggression in a nice way to create excitement, right? This is where, you know, your your significant other is pinning your arms down and he's given every thrust for everything he's got to create a new mood, right? And this is creating a whole different mood because you can have that pseudo kind of rough sex that's, you know, it's all about energy. And that creates a whole different woman that shows up, right? If you're bringing in one archetype, that's a whole new woman that'll show up. You bring in the dominant power fucker, somebody new is going to be there, right? And you get a chance to have a whole new experience. And then the last one is what I call the crazy spontaneous, right? So this is those moments where you step into something where you're going to create some danger. You're going to create something a little crazy. So this is, you know, that time when you're you're at dinner with your significant other, you're like, hey, let's go to the bathroom. You take her in the bathroom, you're like, bathroom stall, let's do this right now, right? Or it's the park bench. Hey, nobody's looking. Let's do something right now. Could be that laundromat. Could, you know, you're doing something to create danger and create excitement out of that danger. And you're not saying that you need to do it for a long time. And I'll even tell clients of mine, look, you can do this in your house, right? But you can still implore this spontaneous action. I used to do this all the time with my with my girlfriend. She'd be in there making breakfast. I'd just come up behind her, panties down, put my tongue in her ass, and then throw her panties back up and walk away. <laughs> just to create something, right? Just to create something. And, and you are creating something. And, and as a man, you need to understand at every moment in the sexual interaction, you are going to create some sort of emotion and you're going to create some sort of mood. So that's why it's like, okay, what is it that you want to create? Because when I've done crazy spontaneous things, they're never spontaneous. I've thought about it five minutes beforehand. Mm -hmm. I know exactly where I'm going to go. I've done this before. Like, so the best spontaneous stuff is planned at least five minutes in advance. Because I'll look around, I know my moment, and then I strike. And that's how you can really create something beautiful. So yeah, that's how I think you can you can definitely create different moods. And again, this is all on the guy. Like you got to step into this stuff and say, okay, where do I feel comfortable playing and where where can I stretch my edges and hers a little bit? I love that. I, and I love the the premeditation when it comes to if it's um, when you're going to pounce to do some fun pussy licking, if it's uh, during breakfast or something. I love that. And I think this is different than pivoting, right? Because you also say something about a master knows when to pivot because that's more creation um, and in the different archetypes. So you say it's also the most uh, pivoting is the most underrated skill in the bedroom. So can yeah. you talk about this whole pivoting 
piece, please? So when I think about pivoting, a good example comes down to puss eating, right? You have to understand when is the time to pivot and when not. So imagine, for example, because this happens a lot with guys, right? And so this is why when I teach what I teach, I'm like, here are the primary cues, the secondary cues that we're paying attention to and we're looking for in the woman so that we can have a sense of what's working so that we know, is it time to pivot or is it not? Because, and I'm sure you girls have 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 had this happen. I know as a guy, I've had it happen. So it's, it's equal to both sexes. You'll have your significant other, just picture this. He's going down you, he's eating your pussy and you're like, oh, he's got it right. He's got the right cadence. He's got the right pressure. He's got the right speed. If he can just not stop for the next five minutes, we're home free. But then suddenly he thinks, well, you know, she hasn't come yet. It's been three minutes. Let's try something else. Now you're screwed, right? And so knowing when to pivot, knowing when not to pivot is the most underrated skill set. Because first of all, if you've got the right cues, you've got everything happening, then it's just a question of time, right? And you and you have to be comfortable. And this comes with experience where you know what you're feeling for and you have to trust yourself. There's a huge internal trust thing as a man, because, you know, it's like if you were going to go from LA to Vegas, that's a four hour drive. But imagine, just imagine if somebody told you, Hey, that hey buddy, that's a two hour drive. And you're on, you're on the 15, you're on the way there. Two hours hits and you're like, oh shit, it hasn't happened. Uh, okay, let's take this left turn, right? And then hey, maybe they end up in Santa Cruz, but they won't end up in Vegas. So, <laughs> so you have to understand that, you know, knowing when to pivot, knowing when not to pivot is one of the main skills you have to understand. Because also if things aren't working, you have to have given it enough time. You have to be listening to your cues. And then you say, okay, what's what this is not working now let's try something else let's see what we can do that will get engagement but it's that fine line of like okay when do i do this that is the most underrated skill because you may be on that yellow brick road to see the wizard of oz you may be going perfect and you just pivot too early because you expect a result in a certain amount of time and this is one of the things that guys need to understand all women are going to be different. And so just because Susie came in two minutes doesn't mean that Janet's going to. But what will be the same are the cues. So you're going to feel the same things. You're going to know what you're feeling for. And then it's like, well, you know, Susie might just take 10 minutes. That, that might be her body, right? And so you got to stick it out for 10 minutes. But if everything is telling you that what you're doing is working, don't you know, get off that junction early because otherwise everybody's going to be upset and she's just going to be like, oh, I was so close. Why did you stop? Well, because I thought it wasn't working. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I like that you uh, highlighted that. I think that we can't highlight that enough in the show that all bodies are different. And just because someone orgasmed or got off in one way or some technique worked for one, one person doesn't mean it applies to everyone else. But what you're saying is, yeah, more so the cues or like the formula of how to navigate within your body and other bodies and other energies. So you have, I believe, a whole 
course or a program that you're offering to to men, to penis owning folks, and um, that it covers all of this and more. And I know we just covered little little bits of all these pieces. Like people are like, well, I want to know more about pivoting. How do I know more about that? Can you tell us about this upcoming course or program that you're offering? Yeah. So uh, this is the culmination of my life's work, really, um, which became the Everhart Academy. And what that is, is it is a membership-based program that goes into everything that I've learned over the last 25 plus years. And I structure everything in a unique format because there's lecture material and then there is not safe for work, practical material. Um, because I'll put my money and my penis where my mouth is. So, <laughs> so to speak, I have no problem laying my masculinity on the line in, in the way to teach this stuff effectively. So it's taught in a very graphic manner. It's done in a very holistic manner. And all the guys will get the hows, the whats, the whys of not only conquering their mindset, understanding escalation, understanding female arousal, pussy eating, anal sex, condom choices, lubricants, threesomes, the and uh, also how to consciously last. And I go through my whole methodology with the um, with the altering your neurology perspective as well as the dirty biohacks. So it's all in there. It's a complete program. Dirty Is that, yeah, that sounds great. Is that at your own pace? So you get that you, you subscribe to the platform and then you can take all the courses at your own pace or is it like you need to finish so the, this yeah, in this, one this, month? <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the new, t- new content comes out every three days. And then there's also the aspect that I do live coaching calls with the guys every week. Hmm. So every week we do a group call where I run through what are they struggling with? What have they had problems with, with the material? And then I'll do new teaching elements as well. So every time there's usually a lecture where I'll dive into new topics or I'll just explore them even deeper. Nice. I love that. So that's Everhard Academy. And and is that uh, what, where can people find all of that information? And also your books, because you have two books and well, well, one's coming out. One is coming. One, one's coming out. One too. is coming out. Uh, so can uh, can you just tell folks where to find um, more of Eric Everhard? Mm-hmm. Yep. They just go to www.everhardacademy.com. And uh, if they're looking for my books or any other information, they can just go to ericeverhard.com and find it all there. Everhard Academy. I like that. Yeah. And that's Eric with a K, everyone. Well, yes, this was E-R-I-K. Yes. Um, this was really insightful per usual whenever you are a guest on Shameless Sex. So we can't wait to have you back talking about the Rubik's Cube that is the clitoris. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> the Dow pussy eating. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that is really cool. I love that. And and also want to hear more about your plant medicine experiences at some point too. Um, oh, anytime. That, yeah, people ask us a lot about that. And um, it's great to talk to other folks out there in the world of sexuality that have experience. So as uh, such a pleasure and I know that's you're on European time, so um, we'll have to let you go to bed because don't you go to bed at like nine? Nine thirty. Nine thirty is bedtime. He has forty five minutes till bedtime. Oh, yeah, forty five minutes. No, brush his teeth and wash his face. Well, it's such a pleasure to see you, uh, and to all of our fans and listeners out there, uh, go check out Eric Everhard's work and. We love you so much. Remember that you can rate us on iTunes. You can rate us on Spotify. 
Uh, and what that does is five stars is great. It helps more people out there find how to become a sexual master with Eric Everhard or listen to folks out there that are experts in the field of sexuality. Uh, and again, we love you all. Uh, we're going to see you next Tuesday because we have never missed a Tuesday ever. Mm -hmm. So, all right then. Ciao for now. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.